Hey, MinMaxers. It's your main Birch, Moonlight, a.k.a. Swanee. I hope you're all enjoying listening as we play Extinction Curse. If you are, please consider giving us that all-important review, like, follow, subscribe, and, if possible, join our Patreon. Also, come talk to us on our Discord. We love talking anything Paizo, be it 1E, 2E, or Starfinder. Have a rules question? We'd be happy to help you interpret. Have questions about using Fantasy Grounds? Tyler's your man. You can find details to everything on our website, minmax.com. That's M-N-M-A-X-E-D.com. It's a very different feeling playing a group of circus folk, and the entire group is having a blast. We get to be silly and unpredictable while being in character. We especially enjoy throwing GM Tyler off his game with how we interact with his NPCs. If you are listening to this soon after release, I hope you and your loved ones are safe during this unprecedented time of COVID-19. Minnesota is currently on stay-at-home orders, as is much of the nation and world. Hopefully, we can take your mind off things for a little while. So without further ado, here is MinMax Plays Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 10. We decide to leave the barn after a big combat and go to the church. We then find the remains of the sheriff. Seems she was eaten by the carnivorous plant. We change our mind and decide to go see the mayor, and on our way we run into some weird guys at the church graveyard. Turns out they're worm demons in skin suits. Combat ensues and everything is terrible. They hit hard and have crazy spells. Everyone but Kestrel goes down, who just barely manages to survive and take out the final worm monstrosity. This town is a fucking hell on earth. Yes. <laughs> we need to move the circus yeah, uh, at. Yeah, I'm not sure what, why there are, like, fiends helping the fucking druids, but... <laughs> or vipers that can kill you, or wasps that are the size of your head. This town's fucking uh, something bef- else. Before we leave the graveyard, can we torch these bodies? Can anybody start a fire? <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, burn the bodies. Throw them in the grave and set them on fire. I mean, maybe we just burn the fiend bodies and not the the human corpses. My concern is that what if these are the bodies that that were in the graves and there's six of these things? Yeah, I'm absolutely worried that there might be more of these things. Yeah, that's why we're leaving for now. Tyler's eyes just get I mean, if two of them were out at the barn and two of them we just killed... There might be two left. There might be four left. I don't know if those other two are even from here, but... We never even saw the two at the barn, did we? We just saw the corpses. You did well, not right. find the worm corpses. You found yeah, skin we, suits. We just found the skin suits. Yeah. I don't know where the worm the, the human know where the fucking worms are. They're probably the same worms. Could they be. Could, they might have to slough off their suits every once in a while. Do you remember what the no. skin suits at the barn looked like? I didn't write down that specific you didn't let me go ahead and get specific with you here real quick the skin suits at the barns were wearing brown robes they each had pendants worn around their necks in the shape of the symbol of gazra they were the druids of the whatever God. rock of thunder lightning whatever. yes yes they were from the hermitage of the blessed light. the hermitage of the blessed lightning yes yes oh so they, they sacrificed themselves or these nah. fiends, these fiends like coerced the druids and turned them crazy, something like that. A lot, a lot of possibilities here. Oh yeah, not many answers. No, that's why you fight on. If by fight on, is... if, if by fight on you mean go back and crawl into bed. <laughs> we all I know on. is we need Come a on. goddamn reward 
from the mayor. So I'm not going back to camp until we go get our reward from the mayor. <laughs> Savatry. Mayor! There's been a lack on of Savatry. loot. There's been a lack of loot in this book, and I want my money. <laughs> I don't think we were promised any rewards, were we? You weren't. No, not in the summer. I remember bringing up a reward with them. I know you did. Oh, Ted. Oh, I love you, buddy. We're naming the city after the town after uh, someone. I don't. What was it Kestrel? Kestrelton or something? No, no. Because of Wayward Wayward Wonderston. Yes. It's such yeah, a bad it's name. it's time to go rename the <laughs> yes. town. I don't get care. it done. I don't Terrible. think we've done everything we were supposed to do yet. We're halfway there. <laughs> so it's just circus of subjectively. Ton. I almost died one time. Name the town after the circus. Right. I mean, everybody else almost well, died. I would say like three people and a we could uh, animal companion in honor of the died. circus. In honor of the circus, we could name it Myrington. Spots would be cool. That trying to I, think of any other like town name that would sound better with Myron, like Myronville. No, that doesn't sound good. Myron. Well, it's got to be Ton because it's Aberton. I suppose that makes sense. I still like the Circus of Wayward Wonderton. Yeah, Cir- Circus of Wayward <laughs> Wonderton is the best because it's so ridiculous. Savatritons, I'm cool with that too. Or Savatriville. Savatriville. Prostituteville. <laughs> All right, so we just got our asses kicked by a bunch of worm monstrosities. We're going to head back to camp and rest and recover. Come along, so, chaps. You guys, I want to I wanna just lay out where you're at. There are dead worm skin beasts who are laying about the graveyard. There are several dug-up graves. Um... The church yet unexplored. There's a mausoleum on the grounds as well. Do you do anything before retreating? You said that there's nobody around, right? Like, like there's literally zero people on the streets. Well, there's no people in the graveyard. What about on the streets? Well, the thing is, is where the actual, where the church is located, the river that runs through Aberton splits on the east side of Aberton. And the Golden Lodge Church sits right on the piece of land in between where the river splits. Um, and there are not a lot of buildings around that area. There's maybe a hand, there are a handful, six, seven tops. Oh, shit. I was thinking that was a, like a road. I didn't even realize that, that was a fucking river. You're in the graveyard now. There are still no people around because, again, this is kind of sectioned off because of the river. The majority of town is south of the river that you're in between right now. Before you leave the graveyard to go back to the big top, is there anything else you guys do here? So, can one of these things be removed from its skin suit? Absolutely. At this point, like how you, big is it? Uh, it, it's probably about like a basketball's width diameter. It's uh, like four feet long. There are like offshoots on its body where the limbs in the body it's overtaking goes, but they're not like in the form of hands or anything, but there's lots of little like nerve endings that you pull out if you were to pull the worm out of the skin. And it's obviously merging in with the existing nerves that are there. So Moonlight will, will absolutely do that. Just like rip one out. And can I take like, like an occultism check on it at all? Yeah, go ahead. Give me that. Not great at occultism, but we'll give it a try. Oh, God. 
Nah, no, you have no idea what the fuck that one. Is. Did you say occultism the only one? What about Arcana? Uh, go ahead if you would like. Yeah, I'll give you the Arcana. Yeah, I'll look at that with uh, with my friend Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. I mean, aside from the fact that the anatomy of this creature is odd, the obvious uh, this is weird seems to eat through a good chunk of the body. So you would think that while it's inhabiting the body, it's eating that body as well. So at a certain point, it's eaten too much of the meat inside of the skin that it needs to switch to a new body. And these were getting close to the end of the meat inside the skin. I guess that would make sense with what we'd seen before with the other discarded husks. Also, gross. Well then. Disgusting. After I kind of like hold it up for a little while, look at it and go, I don't know what the fuck this thing is. Um, I just kind of drop it back on the ground. Drop it like it's rot. Drop it like it's rot. Uh, No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. So at this point, uh, are we able to leave the cemetery? I feel like I've said, we're going to go do this like a million times. I know. It doesn't happen. I know. I just want to make sure that you guys, I'm giving you all the opportunities to do all the things in the cemetery before you leave. We are almost dead. I am afraid to do anything and start another fight. The thing is, what I want to do, if at all possible, is when we leave the cemetery, if there's just people about or if I can shout for somebody, I want two things. One, I want to relay a message to Mayor Aber to let him know that we found the sheriff and she's dead but we also found the Hoftons and they're alive and are going to be okay. And then I guess now also add on top of it, there are demon monsters in, in the church cemetery. And then I want to find another person and be like, don't let anybody go into the church. Like just nobody go into the church. It's, it's fucking coronavirus quarantined right now. We're not going in there. <laughs> the church is social distancing itself right now. Uh, social distance yourself from the fucking church right now. Exactly. Oh, man. As you all gather yourselves to leave the church cemetery, you know exactly where the ch- you can see the big top from where you're at. Kestrel, you're looking for somebody to shout at, and you're going to find them on the north side of the river as you're making your way to the big top. Okay. Um, can I relay to them the information that I had said earlier? Is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I find two dependable looking individuals. Okay. Okay. You're Such looking, a thing exists in Aberton. You're looking for adults, not children. Uh, right. Yes, I would, I would say. Although yeah. it depends on the adult and it depends on the child. Do you want to roll some dice to figure out what we're going with there? <laughs> Do you I, want me to roll some I dice to figure out what we're I, going with? I don't really care. Two citizens. Just two people. Yes. Two citizens do uh, run off. Two Abertonites. Shortly to, to become assist. Circus of Wayward Wonders tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the camp is buzzing right now. There's a lot of activity going on. Uh, the professor is kind of going around and uh, urging the circus folk to prepare for normal, everyday circus craft moving forward. So people are preparing. 
And inside of a tent, it's a, a like a brown, dingy tent with a vanity in the middle of it, sits a scrawny man, balding with a ring of straggly hair around his head. And he's putting on white paste makeup. And there's a big, big man who's sitting on a cot. And it, it the cot looks tiny while this, this man is sitting on it. And he looks over at the one that's sitting at the vanity. And he goes, Bubbles, I'm still really sad about Myron. Do I have to go outside? And the man sitting at the vanity goes... Yeah, look, Peach Pie. The 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 kids out there, and you need you, you need to entertain the kids. I just go take a watermelon, grab your mace, and go smash it for them. They love that shit. The big man sitting on the cock goes, but I really don't like wasting the fruit. I uh, fine, fine. I'll go out and I'll make some balloon daggers for the kids to stab each other with in the back alley. Whatever. And the man at the vanity keeps putting on the paste makeup, and we pan out. And there's children who are playing with Ellie and her snakes, and they're laughing and running around, and uh, the circus is in good motion right now. The animals are being walked around outside. The elephants are practicing standing on their hind legs. We're back into training mode, is where the professors tried to get everybody. We zoom in on the professor actually walking around, and he he walks up to Ellie, and he goes, Ellie, uh, I I think we might have a problem. Uh, uh, Gidarian told me about uh, some performers in Abbotson who were talking about our star performers, and they're, they're from the celestial menagerie and and that's a little bit of a problem and the camera's gonna pan out and the two of them start talking uh in hushed tones and the clown the thin straggly clown that we saw at the vanity earlier putting makeup on has his head popped out of his tent and he's listening to the professor talk to ellie and he raises an eyebrow and he sneaks out the back of the tent As you're passing the last building that's on its way to the big top, you see a familiar figure uh, lurking in the shadows right next to the edge or the corner of this building. He notices you noticing him, and he just, like, waves you over. He's a, a, a short, balding man with scraggly hair along the edges. Is it Bubbles? Who uh, is it? it? It's hard to tell... Uh, it looks like it might be Bubbles, but Bubbles without make you've never seen Bubbles without makeup before. He lives at the circus with his makeup on all the time? You've never, now that you think about it, I've never seen Bubbles without makeup before. Fair, this fits with Discworld mythology and lore. I hate that when, like, in real life when that actually happens, when you're like, wait a minute, now that I think about this, I'm <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> go, bu- bu- bubbles? Yeah, Shh! Okay, Savatru would start walking over. Hey, thank, hey, thank, thank, thanks. Come, boss, come here. Come here. Come over to the corner. Over here. Over here. Who are you talking to? You. He's looking at you as you come up. I don't like that he called me boss. Sure. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. You all look really beat up right now. Yeah, can you heal us? Uh, your, no. your cleric? 
What class are you? Ah, don't, 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 no, 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 I don't do those things. He has no class. You have no, fuck you then, I walk away. But I have something, I have something, I have something important to tell you. Okay, what is it? There's three performers from the Celestial Menagerie in Abiton right now talking shit about you, boss. Where are they at? They're just outside the mayor's house. There's a crowd that's gathering around and everything. Oh, we were gonna head that way anyways. Hey guys, you wanna go to the mayor's house? Is he a worm suit? Oh, we're going back to the big top. Look, look, what? boss, boss, boss. I think Bubbles, Tyler, wants us to go to the mayor's house. <laughs> Why does he not just... want us to heal? I feel like there's something afoot. Look. Let's just go and die. It's fine. Je there's other Je there's other circus performers we can play. Jellico is there, and I, I don't know that name. You do, but I'll explain it in a minute. Jigolo bounce bounce. Yeah, Jellico bounce bounce. Jigolo bounce is, bounce. Is, is it the mayor's name? No, mayor was mayor. Look, boss, Jellico's there, and I hate that motherfucker. So many Shh. different accents. Yeah, I I am, aren't I? <laughs> I, I was doing the Italian to the begin with, right? Like, that was what I was doing? You were doing a bad New Yorker, but yeah, that's fine. That's what it was. Fuck. It's so bad. Guys. One of these days. Boss, look. Can you go show that stupid asshole? What's what? Yeah? Sure. That's all I wanted. I, I, I don't know who this guy is. Like, I don't know if... Does Sabatri know who he is? He... No, Savatri wouldn't necessarily. Actually, now that I'm thinking. Oh about yeah, it, neither would Kestrel. Never mind. Savatri and Kestrel anything. did not come from the the Celestial Man Menagerie. Uh, Moonlight wouldn't probably know Jellico terribly well, just because of the sheer fact that Moonlight spent most of their time at this menagerie in a box. But we'll get there later. Later. For right now, the only one of you that would have any idea who Jellico is is Jeb. Oh, and I'm fucking livid. <laughs> Moonlight's gonna be like, I have nothing to prove to those guys. Yeah, let's go heal up and rest. We can go to the mayor's house tomorrow. I'm, I'm waiting for Spencer to like, you know, he said he was livid, so I'm waiting for Spencer to like try to talk us into it. We're at the governor's house? No. That's where That's where Bubbles wants us to go to encounter the Celestial Menagerie. If they're at the we're, governor's house, we're fine. And we're all like, we're Here's dead right now. The governor will kill him for us. <laughs> He's a level 20. Jay Aber? Yeah. Good luck with that. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm saying we go get some sleep. Fuck that. <laughs> so everybody fucks the, oh, fuck God. these three. <laughs> fuck these three then, right? Let's, let me ask this. If my character hates him, I would definitely want to swing something. Tyler, at him. is this the dance fight? And I'm not swinging this at him. The, this is the Let's just go fight. fucking dance. This is the dance fight. There's 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 a crowd gathering around. They're bashing the circus of Wayward Wonders in a performance. So we're gonna act. show up covered in blood. And dance off. And just yes. fucking perform. That's what I'm I'm just I'm throwing it out there. I As a character I would definitely not go like I'm literally beaten. Like, like I'm walking I like at five speed trying to get to bed. Like I don't understand why I would go anywhere. <laughs> And and here's and that's that's why I wanted to throw it out here. This isn't I and and I have to make this clear. I'm not trying to force you to take this fight right now. 
Oh, see, but you said fight. Dance fight. <laughs> Not trying to force you into the dance fight right now. I feel like I it'll think have what, repercussions what, to, like... I'm, I'm letting you our, know that things circus. are happening on, like, today, the, like, toil day, the third of cholesterol, things are happening. And this is me letting you know that things are happening. I have a calendar, and if you address it today, it will go one way. And if you address it on the fourth of cholesterol, it will go another way. So it's fine that you don't touch it today. I'm just letting you know this exists. Yeah, I, I think I think if we're really going to play this the way our characters would play it, not knowing that they're in a game, we would go rest. Yeah, even yeah. like because there's like even if I had to go meet someone, I'm not gonna go meet them covered in blood. Covered in blood. Let's go rest and, and like, heal up and then come back. Yeah. The same day. No matter about it, I would like need rest. <laughs> like, right. I fell seven times. Yeah, maybe let's we can go, go back take a nap later this evening. Maybe we can yeah. go back this evening if we feel better. But this is right still now, the same day. Back. Turtle got stung by bees. Yeah, it is. It is. We spent let's, an hour trying to make sure she didn't die. From let's let's go poisons. heal, heal and nap for a few hours, and we'll come. I think that's the plan. Okay, you guys have made a decision. Bubbles is here. He wants you to go address it. These guys now. What are you guys gonna do? So Moonlight will be like, I have nothing to prove to the celestial menagerie. Bubbles, and I put my arm around my pal Bubbles. We are beaten men, women, and trees. Right now, we need to go take a rest. I appreciate you bringing this information to our attention. And we will address it as soon as we feel ready. Which is not right now. But again, thank you. So good. Exactly. Again, thank you. It's just something I could get, like, if you'd like, I can can go talk to the professor and see if he's got some potions or something. If he does, that would be wonderful, but, you know, it's fine. Why don't you accompany us back to the circus, and we'll all just go have a rest. He goes, uh, he, he looks over at Savatri, he goes, well, I, I don't want I, I, I don't need to follow you guys back to the circus. I, I don't want, I don't want to follow you back to the circus. Just, okay, what are you, what are you going to go do then? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find my way back to the circus on my own. Boss, and he looks at Savatri, look, boss, I, I, I need to take care of you guys, so I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find some potions, okay? Is there still sense motive in this game? What is it? Yes. Like? Yes, there is. Perception. It's perception. Perception. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna take totally a fucking potion. This guy motive. Me. This asshole. Uh, Nat twenty twenty six. Uh, he's ignoring you entirely, and he's prostrating himself before Savatri. I don't understand why people talk to me. He's into that kinky shit. He wants to prostrate. You know what? You know what I'm talking about, David. You know the English language. Yes. The grovel. Then he's. Yes. He, no, I mean prostrate was yeah. the right word. Prostrate it, was the right it, word. It, it was the right yeah. word. I just he, having he was fun with it. A sex worker joke. <laughs> yes. Go get us some potions. Make, you guys make fun of how I say words and how I use words all the time. I have to be really certain, okay? <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not going to stop. I know. <laughs> Suddenly. That's, that's why you got defensive. <laughs> all right. We go back to the tent and we're going to rest up and roll some fucking healing checks. And He's getting us potions. Maybe. Don't wait for him. I'm not going to yeah, wait for him. Yeah. He I, might be a bit. Do we make it back to the c- circus unmolested? Yes. Excellent. It took us an hour to get the yes, you get back to the circus, but I had things I wanted to do. Fuck I off. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I am going to roll a medicine check. I am going to succeed my medicine check. 
And it's 2D8, right? Yes. Fuck on well, we're gonna we're gonna be taking another hour after that shit. Okay, hold on. Te- it's it's the first within the first ten minutes. Kestrel's treat wounds goes off on a success. Savatri's goes off on a success. Um, anybody else here? Is there isn't there is there a long rest in this or is that not a thing? Not a long I mean, rest, but like extended treat wounds. Yes, uh, where you can keep you doing do it for an hour and do double. Yeah. I'll just do that. Yeah, I I'll guess tre- I will too. Yeah, for that my, makes sense. For my second twenty minutes, I'll uh, do treat wounds on moonlight. So Kestrel goes for the hour of treat wounds. Yeah, and okay. so does Jeb. Jeb goes for the hour. Jeb, go ahead and make your check on that. Nailed it. Not quite a crit, but very close. But it's still uh, double. Yeah, roll say? roll two d eight, and you can take whatever you roll and double it if you spend the hour as opposed to ten minutes. Full HP. I need at least one more hour if we're okay with that. I'm still at one hit point. <laughs> I'm gonna do a. I will tend another. the tree for an hour. Well, hold on a second, because I, I got a nat twenty on him. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. Savatri does it. Uh, I'm at full. I need twenty three hit points. You gave me twenty three hit points. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm down oh, one yeah. still. I'm fine with that though. There we go. At least I rolled well for that second hour, so that'll be twenty eight. Perfect. And then that also gets rid of any wounded conditions. Yeah. So after two hours, I believe we're healed up. During this time, I'll regain focus and heal Turtle. The good news is, guys, if we do actually do combat, I have a heal left. I went down right away, so I never got to use my last (laughs) heal. I will also refocus. Yeah, exactly. Same. So you guys go back to camp. You heal up. You spend two hours, is what we decided all those checks to, can take place in? Yes. Okay, I draw right. a bath. I was going to say, just, yeah, flavor how you, you heal up here. Or I just, go, I I just go in the river. I do another medicine check on myself during the second hour. I'm the worst cleric. It's terrible. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I would say after two and a half hours or so, because we're going to refocus and shit too, then I'd say, you know, I might grab a bite to eat, and I'd say, okay, maybe maybe now we can head out. So, team, are we going to go deal with these celestial menagerie motherfuckers? Let's do it. We're not resting. We just went home and bathed and ate. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we know. Hold up. You got to look good before a dance-off. <laughs> How down on spells are you, Moonlight? I mean, of the spells that matter, I'm at 50%. And Savatri had one heal left, which I know isn't much, but... I also something. have my sanctuary left. Oh, nice. So he can GTFO if he needs to. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's go meet him over by Mayor Aber's house. If they're still there. Two and if a half hours still there. later. We head over there. So you all leave the camp, and uh, you start heading over to Mayor Aber's house. You don't see them on your way there or near Mayor Aber's house as you're approaching, but it seems strange. The town folk on the way there are, like, snickering as you pass and avoiding eye contact it's awkward but when you get to mayor aber's house there's no crowd no performers nothing here okay do we want to go clear out the rest of the church then the board of the circus of wayward wonders stands in front of mayor aber's house in <laughs> silence no so we beat them they're gone yeah they left they're scared cowards we don't want to show them that we just show up to their whim you come to us yeah, motherfuckers. This is our town. We're the wayward wonders. 
<laughs> this is Circus of Wayward Wonderston, motherfuckers. To the church. To the church, then. Let's go figure out what's going on because that we sent a person to go tell people not to go in there. So let's go see what fucking monstrosities we find. Is the mayor not home? I mean, oh, yeah. I guess we could go talk to the mayor. You could go knock. We knock on the door for the mayor. After a few moments pass, when the mayor does, in fact, open the door and he goes, Ah, h- hello. Hi. Hi. I wasn't expecting to see you. I got your message. Thank you. I've got uh, uh, some militiamen watching the entrance to the church now. Uh, uh, what do you think's happening? Uh, we don't know. It's a meth lab. We're gonna go take care of it for you. Uh, 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 okay. I'm not sure what that is, but okay. We rolled poorly, so we have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't allowed anybody on the uh, the, the site or the graveyard yet. Uh, uh, some people have said that they've seen some weird things and the, uh, the windows, uh, the stained glass windows of the Golden Lost Church were smashed out at some point now that people are uh, looking at it. So I've heard. So you haven't bothered to go check it out yourself? No, no, no. I just followed what you told us to do we have somebody preventing others from going on site and uh, i am aware that there's a problem and well here we are all right well what we're going to do is we're going to go back there now that we're rested up and healed and we're going to see what we can do okay all right if you see those celestial menagerie assholes tell them to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> They actually spent quite a bit of time outside of my door this afternoon, and uh, they did not have very nice things to say about Did me. you throw fecal matter at them? Uh, no, I try to stay uh, uh, neutral in these mm. things. Did you? I, I, it seemed like a, uh, as a, like a circus thing I didn't want to get myself involved in. I didn't want to embarrass you. So you oh. didn't want to stand up for us who are helping the town either. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, um, Make that intimidate check. <laughs> uh, oh, gee, I look, I, I, look. If it happens again, I'll say something this time. I'm really ban them from the town. Uh, I, I, yes, I, you can. You're the goddamn mayor. It's your goddamn name on the goddamn town. You well, can ban them. How do I do? I just say, do I just ban members of the celestial menagerie? This spy mayor Abba. Hereby decree that all members of the Celestial Menagerie are not allowed in Aberton, which is my fucking town. He kind of puts his head on his hand on his forehead and he goes, "You know, I, 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 I'll take it into consideration." I clap him on the back. You know what to do now, friend. You know what to do. Yeah, I. We're going to go take care of all the fucking problems your town has. Well, I, I very much appreciate that. Thank you very yes, much. You <laughs> better. Uh, say, I actually had a question for you all. Hmm. Um. Are 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 you going to be uh uh, uh putting on another show anytime soon? Do you like one? I mean, a lot of terrible things have happened lately, and 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 my my people have some you know coin to spend and and. And they could use something to take their mind off things. It's getting tense. If they've got the coin, we've got the time. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. The menagerie folk, 
are very likely going to be back tomorrow. And you know this how? Uh, they, they kind of made some pun about it. I, I don't know. I don't get comedy. So, uh, uh, they, they, they had said that they were like something about returning to cleanse the town of the curse of Merrymead or something like that. I, I don't, I don't, it was. They're, they're lunatics. That's blasphemous. Uh, I don't understand it. I just don't. So. Uh, I, that's why I didn't want to touch it. Uh, I don't do get heavily involved in religions. I don't uh, you know circus stuff. Just, that's a that's sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry, Kestrel. It's all right. I'm mostly just giving you shit. What? Mostly. I, Moonlight, though. Don't piss them off. I uh, uh, interacting with you all is very difficult. So. Yes, uh, I'm aware. But it's great I'm fun. Sure I'm living with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the I, judge! And I walk away. Uh, Even as he's talking. Yeah. He waves awkwardly, closes the door. <laughs> I glare at him momentarily. <laughs> he closes the door fast, quickly, quickly. And, and I will decide not to do my intimidating glare either. <laughs> okay. So you guys end up going back to the church. There is, uh, just like as you were there, the the low stone wall, the empty graveyard. This time there are two uh, uh, men wearing overalls, holding pitchforks, uh, standing near the gate. One near the rear, where the rear gate entrance to the cemetery is, and one standing up towards the front of the church, the entrance of the church, where the porch is located. So there's kind of a porch near the front of the church. The graveyard is as the stone wall that goes from the church bounds all the way around it. So it's one solid piece of land. It looks like the party is approaching from the front, not from the rear, correct? Oh, that's just where I threw us. I don't know. I mean, that's where the church opening is, is the front, right? Yeah, that's the front door, right? Yep. Yep, you would know that for sure. Yeah, we're going to go there. This wide, uh, high porch is made of white wood. There are two stained glass windows that face the entrance here. They're both shattered out. Aww. What a shame. Um, there's a multitude of colors on this colored glass, this uh, stained glass windows that were broken out. There used to be a stained glass depiction of Abadar and one that was the uh, dozen of golden keys, which is one of Abadar's symbols, and they are just completely shattered out. Anyways, so you said there were a couple people here with pitchforks. Uh, there was one man posted at the front of the church, and another man posted at uh, the rear entrance of the graveyard, which is on the opposite side of the yard from the church. As we approach the man in the front of the church, I'd say, Good man, thank you for standing watch. We'll take it from here. You go find safety. And we'll take care of anything that might still look in the church. Uh, he kind of like look, look, looks around, and he goes, uh, "You don't, you don't need me to to stand here anymore." Do you know how to fight? I know how to hold this pitchfork and look semi-threatening. You do it quite well. I suppose I could make a stabbing motion with it. I've just never done it towards a live thing before. Yes, you look very competent, but. Perhaps best to practice on something that isn't alive first. 
Maybe go step at a tree a few hundred times, and then we'll see how it goes. But for right now, why don't you just go and be safe? Do you want me to take Earl with me? Is he the other one? Yeah. Does he know how to fight? I mean, no. Yes, then take him with you. Okay, all right, I'll go. Be nice back. to trees. <laughs> oh, oh I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Moonlight. I did not think of what I was saying. Forgive me. So, find a sack of grains or something? Y yes. Yeah, or, a, or a stone statue, perhaps? No, it might be Jeb. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Don't stab anything. Just best off using the pitchfork for hay. Just go farm. <laughs> he trots off. Who wants to try to stealth up onto this thing with Moonlight? Yeah, I got you. So Moonlight and Kestrel are trying to sneak onto the porch? Yeah, let's sneak up there and see what we see. Each want to take a window? That sounds good to me. Moonlight gets an 18. Kestrel gets 20. This entire chamber, as you look in through the stained glass windows, is filled with long wooden pews. But they're all marred by long claw marks. And what looks like used to be comfortable cushions of gold velvet have been shredded, and their feather stuffing spilling out on the benches, onto the wood floor, all over the place. Uh, Leather-bound books have been yanked from small wooden shelves built into the back of each pew and just torn to pieces. Uh, their illuminated pages mixing with the accumulated mess that just covers the ground. There is a chancel at the west end of the room here that contains an altar in front of a magnificent mural of Abadar and other gods defeating the monstrous Rovagug. Ooh, so Calistria is going to be on there and yep. like, uh, and uh, Asmodeus even. Desna. And Desna, yes. Yep, Desna's there. The altar that's here has the appearance of a desk... Although it's cloth of gold covering, abacus, scales, and the ledgers are ripped out and knocked over. But it's just very Abadar-esque for the altar to be a golden desk. And, like, the worm things we fought, they didn't have, like, claws, right? Mm-mm. Those were human hands. Correct. Good spot. In the northwestern corner of this room... Uh, you see a very large font. It's a stone font that's overturned and in front of what seems to be a heavy metal vault door. Second, I thought you meant like time, Times New Roman or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> font, heavy metal. Uh, no, you can never read heavy metal font. I don't want to put that out there. Right? Nor can you understand it when they're singing. Well, it, it takes a very particular ear. You know, it's really funny. A buddy of mine sat down and he was like, you know, I could actually tell you what Cannibal Corpse is screaming in their 45 seconds, like, chainsaw hardcore That man has rock. listened to too much Cannibal Corpse then. And, and, and he just understands it, right? But other music where they're screaming like that, he understands it. On the first listen, I don't, I don't get it. That's pretty crazy. And this coming from a man who, and this is a true story, first time I met Tyler was at the talent show at the call center where we worked. Tyler got up to sing, and they offered him a microphone, and he said, no, I do not need it. And <laughs> I then remember proceeded that. To scream. 
just scream a song and it was fantastic and well, right from that moment i knew i wanted to be friends with this man <laughs> let us continue wow. I just yeah, tell the story of how i first met tyler so let's talk a little bit about what's going on inside this area here Aside from the actual physical room that I've described to you, there are two creatures that are in the main chapel area here. It's called. Oh, I love how that's always the last thing. The last thing. I know. <laughs> so you look around, you notice the large metal font tipped over. The, the big mural of the four gods in Rome again. And then five minutes later, you notice the two creatures standing there <laughs> that are now staring at you and about to attack with their monster claws. Okay, in in in, in the, the defense of GMs everywhere, if I led with the monsters, I wouldn't get yes. to the room description. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's just oh, one of those funny idiosyncrasies of tabletop gaming. But it's absolutely either you you do it that way or you don't describe the room. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe other groups do it differently, but fuck, most groups are really impatient. So there is a small winged demon that is sitting at the banking desk that serves as the altar, and he seems to be perusing papers that are there, records of some kind. And there is another another demon that's there that's standing behind the altar who is defacing the mural of Abadar and the other gods that have decorated the chapel. They both look really distracted. None of them are paying any attention to you at all. But I am going to send the group a picture of both of these demons so that they can describe them to y'all. Well, it says image tiny fiend. So if this thing is tiny, like, at least that's good because the rest of it's terrifying. Oh, God! Okay, that one's terrifying. <laughs> like the first one looks like a, what you expect a goddamn demon to look like, except it's green. The second it looks one like, is... looks like a tiny green Diablo from like. I was Diablo thinking Diablo, two. but then they gave him like fucking centaur body. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, this second one is fucking horrifying. Like, and think of like fucking Danny DeVito's little like pan flute guy in Hercules. Oh. You're right. I was going to say it's like a fat satyr. Yeah, satyr. That's the one I wanted. It's yeah, a fat, fat hideous satyr. Yeah. Yeah, with pustules. Pustules. Yeah. That's a fun word. Oh, and he's pustules. got glass. He's got glass absolutely oh, sticking all through his right arm. So he's already wounded. That's canon. He's That's breaking canon. A, he's breaking a mirror. So. Okay. He's got seven right. years gonna bad have, luck also. He's going to have bad luck, yeah. This this monster's going to have bad luck, so, yeah. It says here he he enters the combat with half hit points. God. What? No, that's a lie. Oh. <laughs> it's like, really? Uh, they are both definitely very distracted right now. You um, said they're defacing the mural, and clearly this one's defacing mirrors? No, the, the pictures, just to give you an idea of what the creature looks like, don't worry about the mirror in the picture. I feel like it's important. If the artist included him des destroying a mirror to the point that he has it sticking shards of glass out of his arm, it's important somehow. Well, then why don't you give me a recall knowledge check and I'll <laughs> fucking tell you about it. I'm going <laughs> to fail it. 
I know. I can't wait to tell you you fail it, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, if they don't notice us, I will indeed try and make uh, an Arcana check on both of them. So green guy first. Ooh, 24. Ah, uh, that was a really solid one. The uh, little green guy, and he is, he's very small, but that is a closet. I'll give you, it was a good check, three pieces of information. And hold, I, I, real quick, I have to do one thing here. For those of you listening at home, I don't do a lot of house rules. I really like following the core rule book as much as possible. But on these recall knowledge checks, I like just giving them a choice of what information that they want. And I'm going to tell David that he gets three pieces of information about this creature with his check. What pieces of information do you want about it? Weaknesses. Uh, he is weak to cold iron and good sources of damage. What is its favorite color? <laughs> what does it have in its pockets? <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, like uh, strengths or slash immunities? No immunities. It can change shape into many different animal creatures. Toads, wolves, centipedes, bats, etc. There's one piece of information about the closet that I will give you regardless because if there is one thing that I absolutely adore about how demons were written in uh, second edition is that all of them have some sort of weakness that's not directly tied to mechanics okay the closet has an ability called virtue aversion and the closet's link to a mortal soul gave it birth, but it presents a vulnerability. Once per round, a creature can present an object related to something virtuous or good in the life of the closet's creator as an interact action to automatically deal the closet 2d6 mental damage. So I go up to the closet and I need to figure out who his creator is. So I say, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> now, that's not going to be... <laughs> I don't do that. I understand. No, it's, it's not going to be something you guys can do anything about. No. But I, I have to tell you about that because it's so fucking cool. It's fun. Anyways. I fail my check on the Danny DeVito demon, so that's up to Moonlight. Hey, can I make an occultism on it? Uh, religion or arcana. Uh, they can be untrained, right? I get a 19 arrow, 17 on the die. Untrained. Okay. For religion check. You know that this is absolutely, you know, this is a demon of some kind. I mean, obviously that supports the fact that there's a closet here as well. But you don't really know a ton more about it, aside from the fact that it's a demon. All right. I'm trying to separate what I know as a character versus, as a player versus what I know as a character. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Tyler may have just told us that he enjoys the mechanic in 2E where demons have these weird non-traditional weaknesses. And that picture is of this demon destroying a mirror with prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put two and two together and get zero, though. My character does not understand this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I was also thinking about, like, weaknesses for demons. I know demon weaknesses that I would assume carry over, but... Yeah. 
I mean, Moonlight, so- Moonlight in our group totally failed those checks last week. So. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I actually really enjoy the fact that you guys failed knowledge checks. It makes this whole thing more interesting. I mean, it resulted in you walking around camp waving a, a cockatrice in the face of all the performers. <laughs> Uh, so I think we want to sneaky, sneaky backy and tell Jeb and Savatri what we see and then formulate a plan of attack, which is likely going to be charging in an attack. So there's these two creatures. We need to kill them. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Have talk over. <laughs> Done. Let's do this. And break. Can I lead for once? Uh, yes. I will. The, the, they are distracted enough that I will allow you guys to set yourself up to choose when initiative goes into play, and have whatever you want and set set up as you go into this combat. So tell me what you're going to do and when you're ready to roll initiative. Do we want to try and funnel them back or get in there and kill them? Yeah, I've only got one spell that I can reach from here. From the broken windows to the back of the chapel, it is, yeah, it is like about like 35, 40 feet. 40 feet, yeah. So they're distracted enough that we could like walk up right on them? They're distracted enough for you to watch them from outside of the building where the broken windows you're looking through are. And is that a door in front of Savatri, Savatri. or is that... Okay. Yes, oh, yeah, it's it like is. A... I think definitely Kestrel will try and sneak up. If Jeb's going to go in full force... I'd love to, like, sneak up and get flanking on them. I'll let the stealthers do their thing, but I'll be ready for some type of cue to just charge through the door. Let's do it. Let's do it. You It'd be, like, a light? super hard DC to try to, like, climb through the window, and is there too much glass? Uh, you could definitely attempt. It doesn't look like it would be extremely difficult. All right. Let me give it a shot. Let me give it all a right. shot. So here's what I want, then, if you all's got to, you've all had a chance to think about it for a moment. Uh, I'm going to start with Savatri. What are you doing? I, I stand behind whoever's in the front line. And I merge trip people by whip. That's all I can do. <laughs> no buffs before combat. Jeb's in front. I give him guidance. I, I have no other buffs. I can't even do that because it's the only last one round. Never mind. Yeah. I do nothing. You're right. You wait. You wait patiently for the go. Then right. Oh, yeah. I'll uh, give. I'll step down right here. Well, I don't actually. Yeah, I'll just boop. Magic Fang on him, and then come back. Ooh, oh, you, you put Magic Fang on Kestrel. Yeah. Oh, I grabbed so it for my pet, but it's so much better for you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, all right. Uh, then uh, what about Kestrel? What are you doing coming into this? Yeah, I'm going to try and sneak in um, to get flanking on these guys when Jeb and Turtle fucking bull rush it. Okay, I'll ask for your stealth check here in a second. Moonlight, what are you doing? Letting Kestrel try to sneak in. <laughs> and you're waiting outside while he's doing that? Yes. I don't want to disrupt his sneak. I don't need to get in flanking. I can realistically cast at least one spell from here. So I'm going to... I can't even ready. Fuck. No, not really. Um, not as a spellcaster. Kind of pissed off about that sale, but you know. I know. I know. I'm salty. Every time it comes up, I think, oh, Swanny hates this. Okay, then Kestrel... What I'd like for you to do is on the map, show me where you would like to be when you give a surreptitious signal to your party outside for Jeb to kick in the door. I'm assuming that's what you're doing. Let's say like over there, like kind of getting behind the pews 
And so hopefully they're going to run up to the east, like down the middle aisle, and I can just come up behind them and flank. Got it. So as Kestrel enters the church through the broken window to the left of the main doors, he's behind the left column of pews. He sneaks around the back side, over on the front, and he waits. Want to stealth check? Yeah, I do. I do want to stealth check. Ooh, I get a 13. Okay, go ahead and move yourself 20 feet back. Guys, I think that went poorly. Okay, Kestrel, as you climb through the broken stained glass window frame, you, as you get to the other side, step on a piece of glass and it cracks. And you think, I'm just going to keep moving. If they look back, they're going to look back at the window. They're not going to see me because you keep moving. And you get another 10, 15 feet past the window. But the closet who's sitting at the desk looks up from the paperwork and goes eh! and then he he kind of turns around and looks back at the other demon the one that looks like the you know pustule filled satyr danny devito and he looks back at him and goes <laughs> and he points back over by the glass windows does anybody speak abyssal oh yeah my druid for sure yeah for sure nobody understands it it's do i hear language. the abyssal Oh, yeah, absolutely. 20 perception? All right, then cue door bust. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jeb kicks in the door. Initiatives. Can I roll stealth? For initiative? Yeah. Yes, you can. It's better. Jeb hears the terrible... uh, Abyssal is an awful language. It sounds like this terrible mix of, like, gravel that's on fire with screeches and squeals mixed in with it. But Jeb hears that, and he's like, ah, fuck no. Kicks in the door. Jeb, do you have, like, an entry line? Do you have have something you want to call out to these guys? I want you to have... Perfect chance to Duke Nukema. I wish you had something. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm gonna like, rip off your throat and shit down your neck. <laughs> <laughs> a little too vulgar for Jim, I think. <laughs> I remember hearing that line, the shit down your neck, when I was like 12, when I was playing Duke Nukem. I was like, that is fucking. <laughs> this is a little rough. <laughs> like, That's really brutal. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to do it. <laughs> is this what being an adult is like? <laughs> Then we're going to dive into it. The uh, I'm just going to say the name of it because I don't want to say Danny DeVito Seder for the rest of the night. This creature is called an Abracondalu. Yeah, I think Danny DeVito Seder is easy. <laughs> it goes first. It got a 30 on initiative. It turns around from its defacement of the mural and it looks over to see Jeb standing there, the stout dwarf with the Siberian kitty standing next to him and the light streaming in. He takes one stride forward and stands right in the center of the aisle at the head of the pews. He casts a spell that is going to require a save from Jeb. Jeb, you need to give me a will save. Eleven. It walks up right to the head of the aisles in between the two pews and it stomps its two hoofed feet down on the the wooden floors and it roars at you. Uh, it just cast the fear spell on you. And with a an 11, not a critical failure. On a regular failure for the fear spell, you are frightened too. So... Yeah. 
after Jeb is frightened too by the Abracondalu, it is Savatri's turn. Savatri will first cast Guidance on Jeb. Second action will be to move. I move 25 feet in, and then I try to, for my third action, I try to trip the Abracadabra. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> 14. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna hero point that. I got two of them. Fuck it. Yeah, alright. 15. <laughs> okay, it still fails. Yeah. Uh, Savatri pushes past Jeb and struts into the church and cracks a whip at the Abracondalu and it just kicks the whip off and nothing happens. Then after Savatri, it is the Quasit's turn. It takes flight, like starts hovering just above the golden desk altar that's at the front of the church here. And he starts casting a spell of some kind, speaking in abyssal as he incantates and the runes show up in front of him. They're light blue in color and he disappears. Uh-oh. After the closet, it's Kestrel's turn. What would moving over these pews be? Difficult terrain? Moving through the pews would be difficult terrain, yes. And I have to use two movements to get back behind the abracadabra. So that's what I do. How fast is your movement speed? 30. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I mean, no matter what you do, it's going to take yeah, two. Yeah, I got to, nah, no matter what I do, it's got to take two. And I will make an attack on him. The abracadabra. I'm swinging at it, and I have flanking and magic fang. So here we go. Oh, shit, I forgot about Oh, and uh, I, I'm not just taking a swing. I will spend my third action to activate Flurry of Mo's. Got it. So two swings. Yes. So first to hit is a 25. The 25 will hit. I deal it seven damage. Okay. Uh, second attack on it with my Flurry of Blows. Ooh, 15 is going to be a miss. And I think I'll hang on to my action points on that. That will be the end of my turn. All right, then after Kestrel, it is Moonlight's turn. I feel like I will just uh, pick up some of the glass off the ground and, like, throw it at him. Okay, that works. Telekinetic projectile, Telekinetic projectile. All right, let's see. From where I'm at, just too far away. Spell attack roll away. I did 23 to hit. 23 definitely hits. See, and I made that piercing, so let's do that. Eight damage. Fuck, that's a big hit. Uh, The small coalescence of broken glass from near the front door flies at the Arakondalu demon and digs into its skin. It looks particularly upset by the fact that you just hit it with shards of glass. I was debating climbing through the window, but I'm not sure I want to do that anymore. (laughs) It's going to come after you. I think I'll stay outside the window now. Jebediah, Mr. Kick in the door at the bottom of round one. It's your turn. Actually, oh. sorry, third action, I will cast um, my focus spell, the tentacular limbs. I'll double turn. move up here and a swing at a minus two. 
Oh, you're flanking, so you get a plus two. Negative nothing. Does say so you get plus one from guidance too? A fifteen to hit. Fifteen does not hit. All right, done. The Abracondalu is up. It's currently being surrounded by everybody. He's going to lash out at Kestrel. He is going to bite at Kestrel. And he's going to get a 25 to hit. That will hit. He is going to deal Kestrel 17 points of damage. And he's going to bite into your neck and collarbone and tear flesh. Jesus. All right. We need to kill that guy fast. (laughs) All right. Then you're also going to need to give me a fortitude save. I'm going to hero point that because I only got a 10. 14. You fail. Probably not going to do it. You're right. You fail. You are mutilated. And the mutilating bite of the Abracondalu gives you a minus one status penalty to all charisma-based checks. Why did I waste a fucking hero point on that? <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say after I told you what it was. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, you look ugly because this dude just tore your skin to pieces. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I just look like <laughs> he's got some cool fucking bar fight scars. <laughs> um, I, do, I do think it's funny that Pathfinder tells us that charisma is not all about looks. Like looks. And it's like, oh, but you get physically mutilated and it reduces your charisma base checks. That's a really good point, Swanee. That's a really good point. With the second action, it pushes Kestrel aside for flavor, not actually. And he runs all around the pews and is charging straight for Moonlight, who is on the other side of the windows here. And he is just screaming in rage. Now it is Savatri's turn. Savatri will use her last heal, uh, two actions, on Kestrel. It's max of 16. Nice. Thanks. That is helpful. For her third action, she will, I guess, just move right here, 10 feet away from Abracadabra. So you get closer to the Abracondalus. Abercrombie and Fitch. Yep, I heard the Abercrombie there. Um, yeah, you're moved back from where you originally were, and uh, you're right next to the door now. Then after Savatri, it's a turn. Hold on. Come on, invisible motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what's happening. Savatri. As you reach the doorway, you suddenly get clawed right across the back. It's 22 to hit you. Cool. Savatri is going to take seven points of damage. Five of it is slashing. Two of it is evil. Yeah, two move actions to get there, and then it attacks you. Surprise, there's a closet right next to you. I was going to say, if this thing's got improved invisibility and we're level two... I'm dipping. No, he does not. Kestrel, it's your turn. Well, what am I killing? I suppose we should focus fire on that thing that hits like a motherfucker. I get up behind it, and you say you're not doing the flat-footed thing on your end, right, Tyler? I haven't been because you guys have pretty 
consistently been adding the plus two in. So for my third action, I will again activate Flurry of Blows and make two attacks against the Abracondalu. I get a 20 to hit it. 20 hits. I deal it four damage because I can't roll. Roll something higher than a fucking three on 2d6. I'd sure like to. I'd sure like to. so glad Jeb spent two actions giving me Magic Fang. And then I make my second attack. On that one, I get a 13 to hit, which is going to miss again, and that will be the end of my turn. All right. Then after Kestrel, it's Moonlight. There is a big, scary demon. Looks like he's about to jump through that window frame to get you. I'm going to make it give me a save. What kind of save? A will save. Uh, It gets an 11. Well, I cast Phantom Pain on it. Oh. What's Phantom Pain do? I don't think we've actually talked about this one before. This is my second level. The spell I took at second level. Oh, you mean the, the one you wouldn't tell me about? Correct. Okay, tell me about it now. So... Illusory pain racks the target, dealing 2d4 mental damage and 1d4 persistent mental damage. The target must attempt a will save. It failed, so the target takes full initial damage and persistent damage, and the target is sickened one. The target recovers from being sickened, the persistent damage ends, and the spell ends. We have a sickened Abracondralu. So it takes seven mental damage. Damn, okay. So then it is also Persistent 1d4 Mental and Sickened 1. Okay. And then I will move the fuck away. They bravely ran away, away. Um, you're fucking right I did. <laughs> uh, the Abracondralu just goes... And starts, like, retching in pain. Well done, Moonlight. It is Jebediah's turn. Everybody ran away from you, Jeb. I know, I'm Sorry, sick Jeb. of it. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, hell yeah. Jeb gets in the shit and flanks the Abracondralu. And he attempts to smack a bitch. Does a 23 hit? Boom. 23 totally hits. It Let's actually did. Jeb damage. Oh! 15. Shit, big hit. Jeb just kind of like struts up and takes a big chunk out of its thigh. And then, yeah, I'm going to try to like surround it with the cat. I'll give her a turn. Ah, okay. And I'll attack as well with her 20. Turtle jumps in on it. Success, 20 hits. Five. Is that a jaw attack or a claw attack? A bite. Turtle runs in through the door. Turtle's been sitting just outside on the porch, patiently waiting for orders this entire time. And uh, Jeb gives her the go-ahead, and she sprints in through the doorway, jumps up on one of the pews, and digs her fangs right into the shoulder of this wicked beast. Which is going to bring us to the top of round three. It's the Abracondralu's turn. It would like to attack Moonlight, but you fuckers are surrounding him now. Uh, He's going to make a jaw attack against Jebediah and gets, ooh, a 32 to hit. Ouch. Is that that what I think it is? Sure is, mate. That's a critical hit. I hate it. It's not that bad. Jeb, you take 23 points of piercing damage. 
It's not that bad. Literally 75% of my health. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> it ain't that bad. Uh, and it digs its teeth into your flesh. But give me a fortitude save. 14. It rips, it tears, and you take a minus one on charisma checks. No. Nobody's writing this down because it doesn't affect them. Nobody cares. And let's see, that was its first action. With its second action, it's going to turn around and claw at Kestrel. It gets a 25 to hit. 25 will hit. All right. Then he is going to claw Kestrel right across his chest for four points of slashing damage. Sorry, 12 points of slashing damage. Ridiculous. With its third action, it is going to begin retching in an attempt to recover from the sickened condition. So it's going to take a fortitude save. What's your DC there? Uh, 18. He gets a 26 to recover from your sickened condition. He recovers. Wait, does that mean he doesn't take the Phantom Pain mental persistent, or does that continue? I believe he does not. If the target recovers from being sickened, the persistent damage ends. Then, yeah. So, if he recovers before the end of his turn, I think he doesn't take it. Because the persistent happens at the end of the turn? It does, or is it, yeah. Or is it the roll that happens at the end of the turn? Both. So, the Abracondalu spent its third action clearing that condition, therefore not taking the persistent mental damage, and it is now Savatri's turn. Uh, she's going to start by doing her focus spell, Savor the Sting, on oh. um, the closet. Okay. So we haven't I seen need... this yet. We have, but you have always made the save. And we've been waiting for the time you actually fail the save for us to talk about it. So let's, oh. let's see if you fail the save first. Well, I guess let's see then. Oh, uh, 10. That does fail the save. Fantastic. So, then let's talk. This deals 1d4 mental damage and 1d4 persistent mental damage. The target must attempt a will save. As long as the target is taking persistent damage from the spell, I gain a plus with one status bonus to attack rolls and skill checks against the target. Oh, shit. That's a one That's action. Cool. Nice. That's a one so, action thing? You know, you guys are yeah. really, like, you're a real mental focus damage on your spellcasters. For some reason, I like that flavor with this party. And the nice thing about it is it is also not a attack, technically. Like it so it doesn't have the attack. attack trait. Nice. No. So then for my second action, I'll try to trip. Abracadabra, I'm, I'm tripping you. Oh, well, he pays attention. Plus two, that would have been 15. Yeah, he, never mind. He ignores you because it fails. 15 fails to trip the abrac abracadabra. Hero point. Oh. <laughs> 21 to trip him. 21 does trip. Perfect. The Abracondalu. I then go walk away. Haha! Walk away. It is, in fact, the closet's turn. The closet is very upset with the way that Savatri just treated him and is going to fly right over to Savatri and make a claw attack. This is going to get a 24 to hit. I know 24 hits, and is going to deal five yes. points of damage to Savatri. Were you the one that got hit by that before? Or yeah. was that Kestrel? It was you. That was, that was uh, me. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the first one because it's my fault that I forgot, but make a fortitude save for me. 
17. You succeed. So no worries on that. All right. Uh, it's going to make a second attack against you. Again, this time with a claw as well. Critical fail. Roll the one on the dice. After the quasit, it's Kestrel's turn. All right. So one action to activate my key strikes and another action to activate my uh, flurry of blows. And with him being tripped, what does that do to his AC? He's flat-footed, but you're already taking that into consideration. Yeah. Okay. Attacks incoming. I'm going to use my second hero point on that attack because I rolled a two. All right. 18. It's going to miss. 18 misses. Second attack from Flurry. 19. Jesus Christ. 19, 19 hits. hits. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> The third of these D6s is going to be force damage. Okay. Makes, I guess it probably doesn't make any difference. It doesn't, unfortunately. I deal him 13 damage. Ooh, that's a big hit on the Abercondrolu. It seems to be distracted with everybody else, but you get its attention for a moment and uppercut right to the jaw and a couple of teeth fly out of its mouth. And with my third action, I will just try and make another attack at it just because I want to try and take it down, see if we can get lucky. Kill this motherfucker. I do not get lucky. Get a 10 and I miss. I am done. Then, after Kestrel, it's Moonlight's turn. Moonlight, you're standing out in the porch away from the window. You can't really see anybody. Well, you might be able to see Kestrel and the Abercondrolu fighting from the angle that you're at right now. Uh, so I can see the Abercondrolu from here? Yeah, I mean, even if we're looking at that corner right there, it goes through the broken window. I mean, I just need to see enough of them to be able to cast phantom paint on him again <laughs> yeah absolutely you can yeah you can see that uh he gets a 12 on his save well he fails again yay so he will take another seven mental damage <laughs> that's pretty consistent there buddy all right all right and he is sickened and taking persistent damage again all right here and then go. third action, third action. I'm going to cast shield just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. All right. After moonlight, it is Jebediah's turn. He should, I was going to say, he shouldn't be frightened anymore, right? <laughs> no, he shouldn't be. Let's kill him. Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Kill it before it does more deeps. Well, I get a 28 to hit. That's a, that's a big hit. All right. Well, I... And a critical. A critical hit because he's sickened specifically because he's sickened it's a critical hit i he swing it right into his pustulous left arm <laughs> <laughs> my weakness and just deal 26 Christ. damage don't jesus christ me that's what he did to me it's it is payback yeah, you rolled an 11 and a 12 on 2d12 get 2d12 and you rolled an 11 and a 12 and that should also be a plus six. Uh, and a plus yeah, three. it should actually be more. Than Twenty-six that, completely decimates this thing. Oh, it only yeah. had like two HP left. Extraordinarily dead. All right. Well, then I'll let my cat go towards the quasi thing to aid Savatri, and I bite it. Ow. All right. It's supposed to be nineteen to hit. Nineteen to hit. Nineteen definitely hits. Oh dang, dude! Oh, seven damage. Seven damage. I got the one d four for precision flanking. Ah, that's right. Turtle gets like sneak attack damage. 
All right, and Turtle comes up and uh, kind of leaps from pew to pew behind and bites the closet in midair. Then we're going to go to the top of the order. Now that the Wrecker Demon, or the Abercondorloo, is dead, Savatri, you're up. Savatri will move back away from the closet, but stay in planking with Turtle. Every time I think I'm here in closet. I can't trip something <laughs> when it's flying, right? That's it's a good r- question. I'm almost certain there's a rule that says you cannot trip if they're I- airborne. Here, here's my thing. Conceptually, you told me I trip a flying creature with a whip. I immediately imagining you wrapping the whip around it and slamming it to the ground. But you're not doing it damage, so that doesn't quite work out. I mean, so. I'm looking at the trip action. It says you try to knock an opponent to the ground. It doesn't necessarily say sweep their legs out. I mean, it, it, it seems more like what you're saying, where it's like, you just knock them out of the air. Okay. You disrupt their knock flight them, or something. And knock them to the ground. You try to knock an opponent to the ground. Well, I'm going to try to do that. Yeah, you're right. It, that That is extremely straightforward. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Let's do it. Get a critical success so you can slam this motherfucker into the dirt. I got a 15 to my first attempt. I will try it a second time. 22 to trip. Ooh, you got it with the 22. Savatri whips the closet out of the air and it falls prone amongst the pews. That's my turn. The closet spends its first action resuming flight. It takes flight again and kind of (laughs) climbs up from the pews and starts flying again. Uh, It's going to use its second action to fly over to Savatri and its third action to claw Savatri. And gets a 22 to hit. Can you just back the fuck off, man? Like, <laughs> okay. This is unwanted contact. I'm not even hurting it. Like, I'm just non-lethally hit it. That's all I've done so far. <laughs> well, it's everything I've done is non-lethal. You. It's gonna claw you for six points of damage. Wonderful. Give me a fortitude save. Okay, 13. That is going to fail. You will take. Four points of poison damage. Now it's Kestrel's turn. Zavatri, I'm coming! Not the first time Kestrel has said that. <laughs> Horse? Whores! Whores! Whores. Uh, I get to there, so I'm flanking it with Zavatri. And uh, we'll activate Flurry of Blows. I get a 19 to hit, which looks like it does. 19 hits. I deal at three damage with uh, Snake Eyes on those 2d6. So what was that about Magic Fang being more useful on Kestrel than it was on Turtle? Yeah, put it, uh, put it uh, on Turtle. Turtle next time, Jeff. <laughs> put it on Turtle next time, please, for the love Dude, of God. That's rough, man. You've been rolling like shit on that damage. Kestrel deals the closet three points of damage. Attack number two. <laughs> 17's going to be a hit. A 17 does hit. Six damage this time. Much and better. With my third action, I will attempt to attack it again. Just to try and hit it. Not with a 10. I am done. No. Not with a 10. All right. Then Moonlight, it's your turn. All right. Moonlight's going to climb through the window. And then, like, uh, is there a book of Abadar or anything? Maybe it's just a, like a ledger <laughs> of accounts. Pick it up and whip it at it. <laughs> 
I'm gonna literally beat it with the Bible. <laughs> I'm very good. Absolutely. The power of Abaddon compels you. <laughs> I'm gonna to hero point that. <laughs> oh yes, please hit it with that. I, I hero point again and get an 18. There's both of my hero points in the same thing. Do like nine damages and yell, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> <laughs> Abadar, uh, Abadar. Oh, the power man. of Abadar compels you. <laughs> uh, usually there's a big old book right on the golden desk at the front, but you're, you're not an Abadar. You don't worship Abadar. You're, that's not your thing. You find a book that was under a pew that they hadn't torn apart yet and just bludgeon it with this over and over again in the head out of the air and it hits the ground and that's it it's dead that is the greatest way to end a fight in a church ever (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what if it was resistant to bludgeoning damage I probably would have overlooked it because that was pretty fucking cool I mean it was with a bible it should count as good Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's Abadar. It fucking counts as lawful neutral. It's axiomatic. Thank you for joining us here on the MinMax Podcast. We want to encourage you to check out our website, MinMax.com, where you can find links to all sorts of different things like our Discord, where you can come and chat with us and other fans of the MinMax Podcast. You can also find our Patreon, where if you'd like to support us, we would really appreciate that. You can also find information about all of these characters that we're playing, like character sheets, backstories, and art. Join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.